Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. And I'm Chieko Dunham. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies, one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Yeah, you could say it that way too, I guess. Today we're talking about Castle in the Sky, Minute 108. Minute 108 starts with Muska growing tired of Moro's stupid face. And it ends with the Goliath leaving behind a lot of its soldiers. A lot. Yeah. So I love this line. I grow tired. I grow tired of her stupid, stupid face. Kimi no aho zura ni wa. What does it say? Shinsoko? Shinsoko. Is that right? Shinsoko? Shinsoku? Kokorozoko? How do you say that? Shinsoko or shinte. The bottom of your heart. Kokoro no soko. Shinsoko. Shinsoko unzari sase rareru. Your stupid face. Yeah. Aho zura. Zura is looking like a blank, acting as if a blank. So looking like a aho is dummy, a fool. idiot, fool, acting as a fool. Kimi no aho zura ni wa shinsoko unzari sase dareru. So I am sick to death of unzari. Your stupid like, face. Yeah, I go tired of your stupid face. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Does, and then this is where, go ahead. Sorry. This is where Muska shows no mercy. Shita gets an idea of where Muska is going. Yeah. So does he, how does, does she recognize any of the controls and know what exactly what he's trying to do? Or does she just recognize he's a jerk and he's about <laughs> to do something bad? I mean, every single time he's had his hand on the panel and she's seen the impact of has been destruction it's been bad yeah so I'm, i think she's just assuming if i if he touches that panel with that pendant a lot of people are going to and die then based on what he just said to moral oh you're a jerk okay she sees through to his inner jerk nature and puts her chin on his hand yeah that's the, kind of the only thing she can do she's, besides warn everyone yeah and then she gets thrown out of frame and it's yeah. What Do you is... notice how, like, the image warps Whoa. when she gets thrown out of frame? So that gives you kind of like a, an idea of how this projection works, right? It's like an orb. Yeah. So it's she, her image kind of goes fisheye. It looks like a fisheye lens or something. Mm -hmm. So there's probably like a sphere that it's projecting, although it's not projecting any of like the, the plants around them. It's only projecting humans them their clothes and this pedestal yeah hmm. we don't see any of the insects flying around either no. yeah but that's again going frame by frame is very rewarding which is watching her oh my gosh move out of the the sphere of projection or whatever it is mm. it's, it's wild it's wild man and he um gives gives some advice tomorrow or would you i mean yeah <laughs> some a suggestion <laughs> and the floor underneath moral yeah so the floor looks like it's laid out in stripes like in long yeah. straight sections so you would assume that like it would it would fold yeah open along those lines that's not what happens no an iris opens up like just a circle yeah so i don't know how that works on this floor i don't know either because you'd assume there would be like swirls yeah, leading like an up to iris. a point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there isn't. I suppose it's, it's, it's magic. There to, yeah, it's there to trick you. I guess. 
So, and that's the end of Moro and most of his... Most of his crew. Yeah. Not very many people make it out of that room. He's lost this game of checkers. So now can we ask, what is this room for? Execution! This is like the, uh, what is it, the moon door in uh, Game of Thrones? There's this, uh, one of the castles is up on what they call the Eyrie. So -hmm. it's up high on this mountain. And there's there's a room with a... A hole in the floor that a couple people get thrown out. <laughs> oh, yay. Fun. Yeah, we cut to Pazu, still holding on strong. Oh, okay. So I, I just connected up this uh, this thing on the side of the room, right? So we get this... That looks orangish? Yeah, the shot from from outside the room. And they have this kind of, kind of petal shape thing with a hole in it. That's where the robots get That's deployed. That's where the robot, yeah. So I was wondering, like, Pazu gets blown into that later this week. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was hard for me to picture where that thing was that he got blown into it. But now I know. Now you know. It's right there. The more you know. So Sheeta tells everybody to run. And Mor- as Moro is looking around, like, he seems surprised that people are running. <laughs> <laughs> that they're taking her advice. It's like, what? Why? Uh, poor Moro. Poor I don't know if I can feel bad for Moro. Do you notice that uh, when Moro goes back up into this, or his projection goes back Muska? up into this, Muska, thank you. Did you notice when Muska, his projection goes back up into the ceiling? Mm-hmm. The projection has moved so that he and the pedestal are now centered. Oh. Like when they came down, it mm-hmm. was centered so that like the pedestal was in the center and Shita and, and Muska were on either side. But now... She does not there, so things Muska. have moved. So like the scent, like the petals is on one side and Muska's on the other. I thought that was weird. I wonder if like his the size of Muska's apparent size was also changed along with that. I think so. There's nobody left in the room to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> Muska gives the best evil laugh I think I've ever heard in a Ghibli movie. Ever. He's such a jerk this he's week. Such this a is jerk like, this week. Oh my goodness! This, I mean, he's pretty bad right here, but it gets worse. I mean, he gets worse later in the film too. But this, this is just like heightened. I'm a jerk. Yeah, I don't the, care about yeah, it's you. The maniacal laugh. So he's back up, and then we see robots waking up in their alcoves. They're like in little cocoons. So this is very much a Borg. It looks like the the Borg do the same thing the Borg are in these little alcoves and they wake up and mm-hmm. teeter out under the into the hallway to watch this the other thing that this reminded me of was first men in the moon this is 1960s movie mm-hmm. like based on the i think it's based on hg wells novel but like these it's a very steampunk kind of like these victorian scientists and a bunch of his friends get into this victorian spacecraft and land on the moon and they discover this colony. It's ruled by this, this like insect society. With all these like man-sized like insects walking around, showing them around everybody, everywhere. And they've got little, you know, honeycombs or hives or stuff. Where they, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, they get the robots wake up and they get on all fours. Very and bug-like. I don't like. Yeah, that's partly why I don't like the way they move. Is because it's so bug-like it's like a bunch of spiders got released yeah. i suppose muska releases the hounds <laughs> release, the, release the hounds <laughs> yes 
Yeah, and like a soldier gets thrown off the side of the core. Off the side of the what? Oh, yeah. You know, like he, a robot just like. Is he pushed by a robot or is he just like not? Yeah. There's one guy who just like fails to turn. He's like running in a panic oh, yeah. out, out the corridor and just doesn't oh, and turn. This guy is, he gets thrown off and he's like hanging onto the edge and he eventually falls. Yeah, I don't see a robot push. Maybe I'm missing it. I don't see one either. So these alcoves, mm. it's trying to figure out if like they, like the initial door that Muska found, it like didn't look like there was any indication in the wall that there was a door mm. in that shape. But these alcoves, I guess they do have. They, they do. There is like a, a, sh- a door there mm-hmm. or a design on the wall that's in the shape of that door. Yeah. These robots that are safe behind those walls or those doors are like the only robots without plant life. Covering yeah to some extent yeah so i feel like even the robots that are deployed there's still roots around them i think we'll see next that are deployed tomorrow. what do you mean like from the sides of the room yeah that are shot out of those turrets yeah yeah, yeah. panic yeah we get the music right yeah and you were saying this is the same music as when the robot woke up yeah it's the in same the, in the fort yeah it's the same someone a lot of people are going to die <laughs> kind of feeling yeah yeah we cut to the pirates and they're they've cut themselves free yeah it's time for them to go yeah this is another one of those scenes where you kind of tend to forget it's like after you watch the movies oh yeah what how did the pirates get out of there again because everything goes by so quick yeah this is the thick of the action it is and they all get into the broken tiger mouth but the flapters are a-okay too bad as all Mama, Tobiru. Mama. What does he say? Mama, Tobiru. <laughs> Mama, Tobiru. Yeah, Dula is like, quiet, keep your voice down. Yeah. And I was not... like, why is that necessary? <laughs> I feel like everyone's already screaming around them. Yeah, but you, then the next shot, you see those. You see those robots Robots them. like sniffing around the tiger moth a little bit. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, they're so... There's so many of them, and they're moving so bug-like. It's just uncomfortable. The swarm. They're swarming. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. And the Goliath takes off. Yeah, this is really, that's pretty, pretty cold. It's heartless cowardice letting those other soldiers die, like, every on man, the gangplank. Yeah, yeah, every man for himself, I guess. So were there were there people still stationed on, I imagine there was, like, a, at least a skeleton crew, like, remaining yeah. on the... Yeah, there has to be. So there were people there ready to take off. Mm. Who gave the order to leave? Like what was the chain of command still mm. intact? Did somebody come on? Like why are they leaving now instead of like to the first soldiers that got onto the ship, like rush into the control room? Like Moro's dead. Okay, I guess I'm. And then somebody yeah. there was like, I guess I'm in charge then. We're taking off immediately. We're taking off right now. I don't care about everyone else. You kidding me? Yeah, I can kind of see that happening. Yeah. Because, I mean, the men in this squadron don't really seem like caring people. They're looters. They're looters. We saw them loot. Yeah. <laughs> Just go crazy looting. They're thieves. So uh, how disciplined an army can that be, right? Not at all, I suppose. Yes, this is what you call hitting the fan. Everything is hitting the fan. Everything. Okay. Anything else? No. All right. We'll see you next time, then. On Ghibli Minute.